Welcome to the definitive guide to the Facebook auction. We're actually going to break down the entire equation that goes into understanding how much you need to pay to actually acquire a customer, get a lead, or do anything else inside of Facebook, how that actually works, the most understood and easily manipulatable and improvable aspect of that, and ultimately how you can take this understanding to grow your brand with confidence and scale to the moon. Let's go! Now, before we get into it, I just want to say... I know you could be anywhere on the internet right now and you've chosen to be here. I value your time and I'm very much appreciative. If there's anything in this that you do not understand, please feel free to DM me, comment, or email me with any questions that you have. I prefer you to in the open so I can help everybody else understand and learn because there are far more people that probably have the exact same question that you do. That being said, if there's any other resource that you want, please go to links.facebookdisruptor.com and sign up for anything that'll help you, including the newsletter. It's free. So let's get into it. The Facebook auction, what Facebook decides to charge you is really built off of three simple things. Now, Facebook has told us these things for nearly a decade now, and it hasn't really changed. So what is it? Well, what we pay is quite simply our bid equals the budget. How much money that ad has to spend and the EAR the estimated action rate how likely is this ad to be a liability or an asset to Facebook's business model and the advertiser score if Facebook were to show this ad to somebody and that person actually engages with your business how likely are they to have a positive experience? Basically, what that means is we have three big levers that we can comfortably rely on to ultimately decide how much any conversion on the platform is going to cost us. And yes, I said decide, because remember, this is something you have absolute control over. So let's dive into that a little bit more. Now, the number one thing is budget. Have you ever noticed whenever you increase the budget, your CPA gets worse? Your CPL gets worse. That shouldn't be a shock to you. But for a lot of folks, it's one of the most frustrating things. How am I supposed to spend more when every time I spend more, my results get worse? Well, it's because most folks say, I'm getting a result that's pretty good. I'm going to spend more money now. That's actually not how we make it work. You have to establish a bit of a margin between the cost that you're getting and where you'd like to be so that you can invest more. For instance, if your target CPA on Facebook is 50 bucks, by the time you get down to $45, well, who's to say you couldn't spend 10% more? If you were to spend 10% more dollars, getting 10% more uh, spend into the system, odds are you're probably not going to maintain that same $45 efficiency. Let's say that 10% more money comes in at zero more sales. What's your new CPA going to be? $49.50. That's still less than 50 bucks. And why that's really, really important is because odds are you are going to get a couple of sales out of that money. And more importantly, you're going to get more traffic to your site. You're going to get a greater reach inside of your potential audience. You're going to be able to curate a higher 
and more valuable and complex customer journey amongst those that are already interested. And you're going to generate more search volume. You're probably going to get more emails. Your email open rate will almost assuredly go up. Maybe the amount of people that buy from you on Amazon, that's also going to go up for sure. The thing that we have to understand is the more that we invest into the business amplification tool, because basically Facebook is the volume knob for your business. The more that you invest, the louder everything else gets. And Facebook tends to be one of the least cost-effective ways of actually generating revenue. But that higher volume gives all of the far more effective and cost-effective ways of generating revenue way more opportunity. If you know, well, my Google search is getting me a 10x ROAS, why don't you 10x this amount of people trying to search for your business? If you can spend that money and still come in below your target cost on Facebook, that's a good thing. While you're doing that, you're also going to get more people coming to your sites. Your SEO rankings go up and your email open rates and the amount of people that actually even get your email. They're going to go up too. Let's say it's not 10% or 10 times. Let's say it's only 10%. You're still growing the business. So assuming an absolute total loss in your investment, you're still going to make more money in other places. And that's probably a good thing. Because remember, we're not focused on ROAS here. No, 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 no. This isn't 2017. This isn't a single channel store. We're growing a business. We're working off a of PSM. We're focused on platform-specific CPA targets because our objective is to not boost our ego, but actually to make a ton of money. And if that's what your objective is, you need to start looking at your Facebook ad account in these particular ways. And if you want to scale your spend, you don't do it when your cost is at your target. You do it when you're better than your target and you come up above that. Let's get more extreme. Let's say you get it down to $43 or 40. If it's at $40, you could raise your spend by 20%. Overnight, you could. Let's say that 20% comes in with zero more sales. You're at a $48 CPA. You're still 4% better than your target. You still have room to scale. That's a great thing. And you've raised your opportunity tremendously. Now, I would recommend maybe not letting it get to that point of a 20% margin, and I probably wouldn't juice to spend by 20% overnight, but you get what I'm saying here. Now, maybe you come in at 20% less, you just increase by 5% three, four times a week. That's a really high confidence way of scaling your business. And we'll get to way more stuff about scaling with confidence here towards the end of the video. Now, the other thing I want to really talk about here is the advertiser score. Now, the advertiser score is often one of the most overlooked aspects of a business. But one of the easiest ways to reduce your cost for advertising on Facebook is to have a better call center. Reduce the load time on your web page. Reduce the amount of returns that you get. Make the unboxing experience better. And it's not because that's going to help your customer reviews and it's going to lower. No, no, no. That's because ultimately when somebody goes to your website, they're less likely to leave right away. Facebook sees somebody going to your website and leaving right away as they serve somebody a bad experience. And the more ads that you click on that you're like, oh no, screw this, I'm leaving. The less likely you're to come back to Facebook or Instagram the next time.
So your web page with a bad load time presents itself as a liability to Facebook's business model. That goes in the advertiser score. Regardless of how sexy your ad is, if I click on it and it takes me two minutes to get to the page or that page doesn't make any sense and screw it, I'm out and I never want to see your ad again, no one's going to ever see your ad again. Now, maybe they will, but your CPMs are going to go way up and your cost per acquisition is going to go way up. And you're going to say, Facebook is broken. But no, it's just because you don't actually care about the customer in a meaningful way. What happens if your product takes, I don't know, five weeks to get there? Or your call center doesn't answer? What happens when you get more and more negative feedback on your business when Facebook polls customers or you know, scans the comment sections or understands how quickly people are apt to see your ad and then click on it and come straight back to Facebook? Or... How often when they clicked on your ad, they want to X out and never want to deal with you again. If you don't actually care about your customer experience, advertising on Facebook can be really, really hard to do in any sustainable fashion. Because ultimately, that advertiser score is something that you should really care about. Now, that being said, a good advertiser score is something over four. And if your advertiser score is under two, you might not even be able to advertise anymore. Half the time I see people getting their ad account banned, well, you, you had a store attached to your ad account that was a complete liability to Facebook, and they don't ever want you to be a reason that somebody leaves ever again because ultimately giving you the privilege of spending money on Facebook is bad for their business. You know what? They don't need you. Think about it. That kind of stuff happens all the time. I've also seen situations where people improve their call centers or improve the quality of the bots that they send things into or cut down on shipping times and their advertiser score goes from like a 2.7 to like a 4.3 and their CPAs immediately drop. Because remember, the equation, your bid equals your budget times your estimated action rate and your advertiser score. Now we've covered a little bit around the budget and we've understood that why when you spend more money, your costs go up. We've also covered a lot in the advertiser score and how actually running a good business is good for business. And being a liability to the success of your business partners might be the reason that you don't have the luxury and pleasure of doing business with them anymore. And if you have any more questions around that, please feel free to DM me, email me, message me, anything you want. I want to help out, and I'd love it if you do it in public so that I can help other people that don't have the same courage you do about asking that question, and they can get an answer too. And if there's anything else you'd like to know, go to links.facebookdisruptor.com, sign up for the newsletter, the MBA program, get whatever else you can grab so that you get the answers you need. So the second part of that equation, because remember, what you get, Facebook charges you. Your bid in the auction is budget estimated action rate an advertiser score. Now, I see a lot of people falsely value the concept of a click-through rate as something that holds any merit in Facebook, and it doesn't. I've gotten into lengthy conversations. People say, well, when I have a better click-through rate, my CPA goes down. Cool. But that's not the reason the CPA went down. As a matter of fact, that better CTR is probably a result of everything else that you're doing. It's an output of that equation. It's not an actionable insight. That's an important thing to keep in mind. Now, remember, click-through rate is just an equation. It's how many clicks versus how many impressions. As a matter of fact, I'm okay with a worse click-through rate. 
Here's why. I'd rather get a thousand and one clicks out of a million overall impressions that might result in 20 sales. I'd much rather have that than say 150 clicks out of 500 impressions that results in five sales. Now that's clearly hyperbolic, but I hope you get the point. CTR does not equate to anything when it comes to volume of overall potential for revenue. That's just not it. it doesn't mean anything. So what are, what is the CTR? What is EAR or estimated action rate? What types of things does Facebook actually care about? Well, it's actually pretty simple. They tell you all the time. Now let's break it down. When somebody sees your ad, are they likely to respond positively when they see it again? When somebody sees your ad, do they remember you, brand lift? When somebody sees your ad, are they commenting, liking, sharing? Are they engaging with the ad? If somebody sees your ad, are they clicking on it? Not just the CTR, not just the, 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 the call to action, the CTA, but what, are they clicking on your account? Are they clicking on the see more because you have a long description or I mean a long uh, primary text? Are they starting and stopping videos? Those are all clicks on an ad. If you notice there's clicks, link clicks and outbound link clicks because those are all different things. When somebody sees your ad, are they likely to watch? That's view rate. That's not only view rate, but maybe also view time. Those things matter. And you see a lot of people say that any one of those things is actually what's important, but the honest truth is they're all important. And when you're doing creative testing to ultimately improve your estimated action rate, the way that you win isn't by making an ad that crushes at all of them. Have an ad that has a really good view rate and an ad with a really good engagement rate and an ad that's really likely to get somebody to click. Show a lot of different contents inside of a single ad set at broad. And now Facebook can curate the customer journey to ultimately show the right thing at the right time so the right impression is shown to somebody so they're ultimately priming condition to take an action when they're ready to take it from you. And if you don't care about the people, you might prime and condition them for somebody else with a better ad and they're gonna get premium inventory in that auction because when that person hits swipe and they wanna see more things, who do you think Facebook's gonna show? The ad that nobody wants to see but has a great click through rate or the ad that that user really is probably going to enjoy. It's your choice on which one of those you want to be. The high click-through rate or the view rate or the, the ad that is focused every penny on doing one thing really well or being the right thing at the right time for the right person, letting Facebook pick what that is. Again, that's why we don't use interest groups. We don't use lookalikes. We don't use retargeting because those are all distractions and inhibitions on the ability for Facebook to do this at scale and letting literally anybody in the market actually see your content. Also broad's cheaper. The cost of the inventory is cheaper because literally every single one of those things is broad plus a tax. That's how Facebook works. Now, the other side of estimated action rate is while there's not actually any column that'll show you that estimated action rate because let's be honest, it couldn't because let's be honest, Every user is different. Every ad is a different estimated action rate for every single auction. What really matters is finding ads that do index well on the estimated action rate. So that in general, you get to 
get your ads shown to people with premium inventory. And because ultimately you're providing positive experiences for people inside the Facebook algorithm and inside of the Facebook apps and the in, in Instagram and everywhere else that that has being shown. When somebody sees your ad and that response, that gives positive signals back to Facebook, Facebook shows your ad to other people more often for cheaper. Which is another reason why interest groups and lookalikes are bad, because ultimately, remember, every ad is its own web page. Facebook is measuring all those CRO aspects of the web page that you made on Facebook's website, your, your ad, right? And that ad is effectively making its own lookalike audience. Because if your ad gets shown to 1,000 people, and then 500 people loved it, and 500 people hated it, who do you think is going to represent the next 1,000 people that ad gets shown to? Is it going to be completely random? Or is it more likely that the majority of that next thousand impressions is going to go to the people who look like the folks that responded positively? That look like it. A lookalike audience of individuals that responded well. And they had a high estimated action rate on that app. Well, if you have a high estimated action rate and I don't, it's going to cost me more money to show my ad to that user than... Because ultimately, one of those ads is a liability to Facebook's bottom line, and the other one isn't. I hope I'm going to explain this in a very specific manner with the opportunity for you to take in each part of this. Because ultimately, there's no data-based argument against it. And the reason for that is, this is literally how the code is written. This is how the program functions. These aren't opinions. These are objective facts. And the sooner you embrace them, the better your business is going to be. It's really a choice. Remember we said there is a choice on which one of these things you want to have and how much you want to pay. And if you make the choice to prioritize making content that people want to see, content that Facebook wants to spend money on, and then find out, well, Facebook wants to spend the money here, but the end result isn't good for my business. Okay, so I'm going to get rid of it. And then Facebook wants to spend their money here, and the end result's actually really good for my business. Cool, I'm going to keep that going. And you do that binary decision-making dozens of times. Ultimately, all you're left with is better and better versions of what Facebook wants to spend your money on. And if you focus on that, you're making the choice to pay less money to acquire a customer. Just like if you make the choice to focus on the load time of your web page or reduce the shipping time for your products or improve the call center or anything else in your business that improves your advertiser score. You're making the choice to invest in getting a lower cost per acquisition, a lower bid in the Facebook algorithm. You're making the choice to reduce the CPA. And ultimately, that is the foundation of scaling your business. And again, I promise we're gonna to get to that and I teased it a little bit in the first part of this, but I want you to understand the number one most important thing to take away from this is that if your ad is a liability to Facebook's business model, it is going to cost you more and more money to advertise on Facebook. It's pretty straightforward. And if your ad is actually an asset to Facebook's business model, not only is it going to cost you less and less money to advertise on Facebook, 
but your ads are going to be shown to better and better people. And because it costs less, if you don't change your budget, you reach more and more of them. And because you're using the same ad to reach more and more people that are higher and higher quality, while you're getting that premium inventory, you're getting a higher volume of traffic to your store of a whole bunch of people that are pretty similar. So what happens after the click is really easy to start to optimize towards. One of the easiest ways of working on your conversion rate optimization on your website is making sure that your ads are things that people want to see. All of these things are connected. And remember, Facebook is the amplification to your business. So if you work on making sure that the tip of the spear is actually any good, everything else is going to skyrocket with potential. And that's something that we really, really have to understand and know in our bones. If you have any questions about that stuff, please feel free to comment. Send me an email. Reply back to anything that you see here. Ask in the open. And if you need any other resources, go to link.facebookdisruptor.com. Let me know. Now, the last thing we're going to cover today is scaling with confidence. Now, we've covered the equation of the Facebook auction is budget times estimated action rate and advertiser score. We've covered the fact that the advertiser score is basically whether or not you're running a good business. And is, letting, is Facebook letting you have the luxury and privilege of paying for premium access to inventory inside of their overall newsfeed to show your content to their users? Is that good for their business or bad for their business? If it's bad for their business, they're going to charge you more money. That good for your, their business comes on behalf of shorter loading times, higher quality sites, better shipping times, better call centers, better customer experiences. Because somebody else with a better customer experience is going to win that auction because Facebook wants that user to not be pissed off that they clicked on an ad and bought something. We talked about estimated action rate. All of the things that go into actions that users can take and how likely they are to take an action that Facebook actually deems as positive. To again, understand whether or not your content is a liability or an asset to Facebook's business model. We've also covered how every single ad makes its own lookalike audience. Again, not an opinion, straight up fact. And repeat that example. If Facebook shows your ad to a thousand people and 500 people like it and 500 people don't, who do you think is going to represent the next thousand people? Is it going to be a complete mix again? Or is it going to kind of look more like the people that responded positively? The lookalike audience. I don't know how else to explain it. Now, ultimately, how do we scale with confidence? Well, the other facet of that equation is the budget. How much money is that ad spending? Now, what's really important here is to understand that it's not actually the budget of your ad set. Or if you've been paying attention and you're no longer using ABO, what is the budget of your campaign? And the thing that we really have to remember here is it's more about what is the budget of the ad? How much work does that ad have to do today? And what that really means is how many people is that ad going to get shown to? Because there's only so many people that are going to absolutely love to see that ad. And there's going to be some people that index super stoked to see it. And then some people that are going to be pretty happy about it. And some people that are going to be indifferent. Now, the more money you spend, 
the further down that totem pole of quality of impression, you're forcing that ad to show itself to. And when you start using targeting audiences like lookalikes and interest groups and retargeting, you're heavily restricting the available inventory for that ad to even be shown to. And the honest truth is maybe there's like 10 people out of a million that actually love that ad. And as soon as you sell four things, that ad's gonna die. How many times are your ads dying in a matter of weeks? Your ads should be able to run for months or years. I've got ads that have literally spent seven figures or more. And it's because we focus on this type of math and we really understand. So how do we improve the budget? How do we reduce the budget that an ad has to see, even if we want to scale spend? Well, we introduce another complementary ad into our control ad set, into our control environment. We, uh, we launch an additional opportunity for something that will demand spend. Because ultimately, Let's look at it as a factory floor. If you're trying to make 10 widgets a day and your best employee makes six that are awesome, when you ask them to make eight, they're okay. When you ask them to make 10, the last two are kind of garbage. How do you fix it? Hire somebody else to make four. That person might not be nearly as good but even their worst at the fourth is probably going to be better than when you ask the person that was really good to make twice as much as they were capable of. What happens when you bring in a third person? Well, now each one of those workers gets to make less than they have to, which means they can put more time and effort into making sure that they make them of the highest quality, which means inside of the Facebook ads platform, your ads only have to get shown to the absolute best people. Now, don't extrapolate this thing out to say, well, great, I'm going to launch 20 ads. Because the honest truth is you don't have the kind of spend that requires 20 ads. And your best ad is probably going to take the vast majority of that money. How many times have you seen one ad gets all the spend? That's totally fine. It's not a bad thing. That means that ad is great. And your job should actually be, how do I make an ad? that doesn't make this other ad have to work so hard. How do I find a complimentary player? My Michael Jordan needs a Scottie Pippen, right? My Steph Curry needs a Clay Thompson, right? We need a Dennis Rodman out there on the court. That's just what we need. And if you can start to really focus in on that, that means every ad is only going to be shown to the people that are most likely to respond positively to it. The cream of the crop of that ad's own lookalike audience. Which means the estimated action rate is going to remain pretty high because they only have to be shown to the users that have a high estimated action rate. And if the majority of your budget is spent on ads that go towards users that have a high estimated action rate, and you might manage to actually be running a decent business, what happens? Well, your cost per acquisition continues to drop. Your CPLs continue to come down. Your bids in the auction continue to drop, which means even if you don't even spend any more money, your money's working harder and harder for you, bringing you a higher volume of higher quality customer. 
which also means because now they're all kind of being focused in on the same thing, especially if all of those ads are complimentary selling the same exact offer with a really good PSM. That means the conversion rate on your web page is going to go up. And because you're having a higher volume of those individuals, your search volume is going to go up. And the efficiency of your search campaigns is going to go up. What else happens? Well, your SEO improves. Because people are staying on your site longer and they're looking for you more. What else happens? Well, you get more people signing up for your emails. Your email open rate goes up. The amount of revenue that you generate from non-Facebook advertising improves. Across the entire business, you get incremental lift. Why? Because Facebook is the volume knob to your business, and you focus on scaling with confidence by creating ads with a high estimated action rate so that none of them had to be shown to users that weren't that stoked, so that every single one of those ads got better and better and better at reaching a higher and higher volume of higher and higher quality people that all were able to funnel into one thing, and then you could work on what happens after the click to improve the conversion rate optimization and could improve the AOV of that customer and improve what happens after their first purchase so that you can improve the LTV on that customer. So not only are you pushing down the CPA, but you're also improving the LTV. So your PSM gives you an even greater opportunity to spend more money. That's the highest confidence way of scaling your business. And if you notice, nowhere in there did I throw out trash metrics like first time impression rate or CPC or ROAS because they don't matter. They have nothing to do with scaling your business. Now when it comes to Facebook, and anybody who insists otherwise is objectively wrong. And these aren't my opinions. I'm just letting you know how the Facebook platform works. And I know because I've been there long enough. I know the engineering teams. I've worked with the product teams to design some of this stuff. There's no reason why I'm able to repeatedly build seven, eight, nine-figure businesses for other people. There's no reason why the folks that go through the Facebook Ads MBA program almost to the person work less and make way more money for their business than they ever did before. With higher confidence and lower stress, they're seeing more success at an extraordinarily high rate, and it has nothing to do with interest groups and ABO and ROAS and any of this other distraction nonsense that's been obsolete for five years. If you really want to grow your business, it comes from understanding the Facebook auction because all of Facebook works off of the auction and the optimized CPM environment. So that being said, YouTube thinks you're going to like some of these videos. Don't be shy. Subscribe. Sign in for the Shape and Disrupt newsletter. It's free. Go to links.facebook.disruptor.com to find out anything else that might work for you. And until next time, I'll see you on the internet.